Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my wonderfully hilarious co-host, Monica. What is up, Monica? Yo, 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 Amanda. How are you doing? Everything well here in the frozen country? Yes, it was so cold in the house today that I turned the heat up and now I'm really hot. So it's like being back in Florida, except I'm in freezing cold Northern Ireland. When did you see the sun the last time? We saw it yesterday for like three hours. Nice. <laughs> it was the first time in an entire week. It was amazing. Awesome. How are you? Did you mean me? Yes, you. Oh, I said everything is amazing, freezing cold since forever, it feels, and dark all the time. But other than that, all is well, all is well. Good. Well, today on the show, we have a very special guest. I would like to introduce Anna, who is an absolutely phenomenal cosplayer. Anna was actually with the German representative at the Euro Cosplay in 2012, the German representative at World Cosplay Summit 2014, and the European Cosplay Gathering 2017 German representative. So, Anna, tell us more about that. I'm sure you're going to give our listeners so much valuable information today. Hello. <laughs> Not so sure about valuable information, but I will try. <laughs> so what do you want to know? Okay. Monica, do you want to take us right into our rapid fire round? Let's do that. Rapid fire round. It's not always as rapid as we intended to be, but basically we're starting to shoot stuff at you and then you just answer the questions. Okay? Okay. Awesome. So where are you from? From Germany, near Cologne. You're a geek since? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> maybe, maybe when I was 13. I'm not going to calculate which year that was or I feel really old. <laughs> what was one of your first geeky experiences when you were 13? I actually did cosplay without knowing I was doing cosplay. I got into musical back then, like musical shows, and I uh, performed with my friends together. So we made the costumes and we tried to be as accurate as possible to the originals. So I think that was kind of the first geeky thing that I did. Well, it was pretty geeky. I recall that. I mean, not from when you're 13, but from later on. I still remember you doing that. No. It was pretty geeky when I was 13 because everybody was like that weirdo girl, you know, because I was not into shopping and chilling and boys. I was into musical and horses. And sewing. And sewing and crafting. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was probably a pretty geeky. Your biggest geeky influences. You can say whatever, books, movies, shows, whatever comes to mind. I think that in, in the first time in my musical time, it was actually my music teacher who was also our I don't know how the word is in English really it's it's class teacher in German or maybe it's homium teacher I don't know he was responsible for the class basically 
And he introduced me and my friends to musical shows and then I was pretty hooked. So he was a big influence. Later on, that was definitely also Harry Potter, which I got money known through. So (laughs) (laughs) yes, that was also a thing and basically like fantasy literature. And then when I switched over to, let's call it, quotes real cosplay obviously there was also video games and anime and manga which was a pretty short phase but yeah video games kind of stick around and today my greatest geek influence is um probably final fantasy 14 i don't know (laughs) i would say yes not at the moment though it's boring i'm waiting for the new patch (laughs) final fantasy 14 is that uh, realm reborn the one um yes. Tom my boyfriend Tom and I play that he's playing it right now maybe oh. not a second but like he's in it right now so <laughs> what is the geeky thing that we're going to talk about today yeah so we're going to talk about cosplay I think <laughs> 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 we can continue talking about Final Fantasy 14 too yeah so it's cosplay and do you want me to explain what it is or yes okay tell us all about it tell us what you do what you love about it just geek out about cosplay this is your moment <laughs> Oh, jeez. Basically, cosplay is if you are trying to be, act a character from a media source in any way. So it might be a character of a book or a comic or a video game or a TV show or even just artworks that exist. But the thing is, cosplay does have a reference to it. So if you're just creating a costume from scratch without anything to it, you're like, I feel like um, being a vampire today. And so I'm making that black lacy dress and I'm going to add some, don't know, code to it. And now I'm a vampire. That's not cosplay. That's costuming. But if you're saying like, I want to be you now from Final Fantasy X, that's cosplay. Or I want to be Harry Potter. That's cosplay. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be Harry Potter? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be Harry Potter. Actually, it's, it's really sad. I want to cosplay from Harry Potter so badly because it's been such a great influence on me. But I can't for my life find a character that I can relate to mm. in some, some way. I don't know. I'm thinking of maybe now from the Fantastic Beasts series, Tina could be something. But the generation of cosplayers that I belong to is a pretty early one. So for me, a big part of cosplay is making the costume. That means you are crafting it all by yourself. You're you're sewing, you're making armor, you're um, making weapons, everything by yourself. You're styling your wigs yourself, uh, you're making shoes yourself, all that kinds of stuff. Because when I started cosplaying, there was nothing ready-made. So there was... Actually, there wasn't even eBay when I started. You had to get creative on it. You had to to come up with a way of uh, of making it happen. And so making this is a big part of, of me, for me, both, actually. It's something that I really like about it. And the new generation of cosplayers, like cosplay has grown to be pretty mainstream. So when I first attended conventions, there was like a mixture of cosplayers and normal attendees, like 50-50 or something. Nowadays, when you attend a convention, it's like 95% cosplayers. Really? Wow. At an anime and manga convention, yes. It's a different thing if you attend like a comic con or um, Gamescom, for example. That's a bit 
different, but anime and manga conventions is almost only cosplayers. So there are a lot of um, a lot of people who get into it, who got into it. It got a lot more mainstream, and nowadays you can buy costumes from Japan and from China. And there are even Western shops who sell costumes, especially from mainstream series. At the moment, that's for example, uh, Fate. There is so much fake cosplay going on. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's last word cosplay summit. I'm gonna get to that. There were so many fate groups in there. We called it the World Fate Summit because there was so <laughs> much fate in it. Yeah, but you can buy those costumes now. So the newer generation, they have it a lot easier. And I'm not saying this um, in a complaining way. I don't want to complain that we that we. Back then, it was so hard to cosplay. No, no, I don't want to say that. It's just they can get their costumes online. They can buy them. It's very easy to to get wigs. It's very easy to get ready-made costumes. So the focus has shifted for them to photo shoots. Mm-hmm. So uh, photo shoots are a part of cosplay, have always been a part of cosplay. But back then when I started, there was not so much as a professional photographer scene for cosplay because there was no digital photography. <laughs> <laughs> when you say back then, when is back then? Back then is like 2003, 4, 5. So when we've been to Animagic. Yes. Anne and me have been to a, a con together, as she said, 2000 and something. So that's quite, that's quite a while ago, actually. Yeah, and digital photography had just started, so not everyone had a camera, let not alone talk of DSLR cameras. Mm-hmm. Like people might have had like a very small one with very bad quality, you know. There was no elaborate cosplay photography back then. Well, nowadays everyone and their mom owns a DSLR <laughs> and everyone and their mom owns Lightroom. And everyone and their mom calls themselves a, fo- a cosplay photographer. So, um, <laughs> no, to be fair, <laughs> there is a lot of better cosplay photography now than there used to be. Yeah. So this focus can actually shift in that direction. While when we made it, when we started it, it was focused on making costumes. Now it has shifted to either a mixture of the people who are still making their costumes or the newer ones who are barely making their costumes or not at all. They mostly take pictures or get their pictures taken by friends or even professional photographers. So that changed. I know that part of cosplays, as you said, it's photography, but there are also these competitions. Yes. So... Obviously, not everyone who cosplays participates in the competitions. No. (laughs) (laughs) Then there must be a big community also where they just share the pictures or how does this work? Um, If we're talking about competitions, we have two styles of competition. One is the competitions that I participated in and will maybe participate in next year again, which is more for the crafting anime manga folks actually the Mm -hmm. cosplay community has split a bit and like the anime and manga people and the western video game people Mm -hmm. the western video game people are more active at comic conventions and the competitions at comic conventions is basically you sign up you walk on the stage 
you turn around, you walk down the stage. <laughs> so it's a, it's a walk-on. While the anime and manga fox that I belong to, that I count myself to, they have performance competitions. You prepare a skit, a cosplay skit of one, two, three minutes. That depends on the competition. And then um, for the bigger ones that I participated in, that you just listed in the beginning, you would be occupied the whole day, basically, because you have a costume judging before that. That means you are alone in the room with the judges who are judging the contest, and then they will look up close at your costume, how you made it. You can tell something about it, how you made it. After that, you're going to wait until the competition starts, and then you are performing your skit. And after that, there is a prize giving. While the others, they don't have separate time with costume judges, like at the comic conventions. They just walk up the stage and walk down the stage. And the judges have like the one minute they see them to decide which one is best. And can people who mostly bought their costumes participate in those as well? They all have different rules on that. In okay. general, in general um, like the bigger performance competitions you have to make the costume yourself mm -hmm. either it's a rule that you have to or like i don't know if if it's now still in there but um for example the german cosplay championship they allowed bought costumes but you will lose all the points on crafting and that mm -hmm. basically kicks you out they have a very strict rule set on how points are given for the cosplayer. So so if you are, have zero points on construction, you are basically out. Yeah. I mean, I, it does make sense though. <laughs> I have no clue about the comic conventions because I never visit them. I only visit the MCM comic convention in London every year because there is the Euro cosplay finals. And after joining the contest, I now work with them. Like I take pictures of the finalists there. Nice. But I don't know about the German ones. I know that there is an anime and manga convention, Animok, in um, Bayern, in Bavaria. They have a performance-only competition. So it's separate from the other competitions. And you will only get judged on your performance, not on your costume. So you can okay. buy your costume. It doesn't matter because it's not counting into judging only the performance does is for people who want to perform but who don't care about the costume which is a nice thing I, I think I recall when you participated in one of the above that we mentioned above that you also had to construct all your props and everything for your skit yes of course if you're doing a skit and you want to have props you will have to make them <laughs> some way I am a sucker for effects I really love <laughs> Props with effects and they tend to malfunction every time shit gets real. Like they function really well in all my rehearsals. <laughs> and then when shit gets real, the actual performance is on, they malfunction. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, that's that's basically it about cosplay competitions. And then there are they have like various sizes, like the ones that I mentioned above, they are like The big competitions that we have in Germany is the, the Euro Cosplay, the European Cosplay Gathering, the C4, Clara Cow's Cosplay Cup. They are all competitions who have their finals somewhere in Europe. And then the World Cosplay Summit, who has its final in Japan. So basically what you're saying to our listeners is that you've been to Japan. 
Yes. How is that? Hot. With- <laughs> Hot. Yes. And in regards to cosplay? Hot. The abbreviation for World Cosplay Summit is WCS, and everybody just calls it Waiting Cosplay Sweating. <laughs> because that's what you do, basically. Of course, it's pretty cool. You meet cosplayers from all around the world because they are... In my year, there were like, I think, 26 countries sending representatives. Nice. Now, now I think it's almost 40. What? Obviously, you meet all the teams from all over the world. It, it was pretty funny when I was there. We already met Brazil at the airport and it was the year when we won the Soccer World Cup. It was just a week after that match, you know, Germany, Brazil, 9-1 or something. (laughs) And so we started making fun of them at the airport. And it was like a running gag all the time. And everybody made fun of them, but they were really, really cute. And and just played along. (laughs) (laughs) What else can you do? (laughs) So yeah, you you meet teams from all over the world. And um, obviously you will bond uh, with some of them more than with others, especially if there are so many of them. It's not only the teams, they all have an organizer with them, or at least one, maybe even more. And supporters. Often also, like Denmark always has a lot of supporters with them. (laughs) (laughs) In the World Cosplay Summit, you have 10 days that is basically filled with representing. Wow. Uh, so you go on parades, there is, uh, or there was, that's not anymore. Um, there was like a red carpet walk. There is an opening ceremony, which used to be at the airport when I was there. And now it's somewhere different. It has changed a lot during the last three years. So there is a lot of things that you just do. Then groups go to the mayor in Nagoya. It's it's taking part in Nagoya to the um, office of transport, I think, in Tokyo. So they have like curtsy visits there. Wow. So so there is a lot of things that you do during those 10 days. Basically, I think we had one day off where we didn't have any kind of thing going on. Wow. But it means basically that's super important because when you get to all these political institutions and whatever. It's a big event in Japan. Yes. Uh, it's also a TV show in Japan. It's like they are showing the finals on TV. Oh, wow. So... It's quite a huge thing, yeah, but but you don't really get it when you're there. You're just like, where can I get a bottle of water? Can I have ice cream? Can I get somewhere where there is air condition? (laughs) That's all you think about, basically. That's it. So you've basically been on Japanese television then? Probably, yes. I find that really hilarious, to be honest. I never really thought about it. But I mean, probably also because it's not as big of a thing as it in Europe as it as it is in Japan. So no, it's not. It's definitely not. I mean, it is um, for a certain group of cosplayers. Is the World Cosplay Summit or used to be? I don't know actually if it is like that anymore because they changed so much about it. But for a certain group of cosplayers, like World Cosplay Summit is like the holy grail to get to, and it was for me as well. I'll be honest. Um, we tried out four years until we got there and it was a really big thing and it was definitely one of the best times in my life going there and everybody who comes back from it sounds really brainwashed how cool it was 
but I can agree. It's yeah. really cool. <laughs> we have to post the pictures of your cosplay that you made for when you won, like when you could go there, because you had to win something to go there, right? Yeah, yeah. You have you have got a preliminary in Germany. It's like you sign up for a preliminary and then you compete against others to go there. And you don't really want to see a picture of that costume because it's basically naked. I think we want to see pictures. <laughs> <laughs> What Amanda said. <laughs> it's it's from an uh, from a manga and an OPA called Miyokichan in Wonderland by Clamp. Clamp is a is a really famous group of mangaka. I recall them still. <laughs> and the whole fucking manga. Sorry, am I allowed to swear? Yes. Good. The whole fucking manga is basically about undressing Miyuki-chan, who, who takes place of, you know, Alice in Wonderland, basically. And so <laughs> our skit was basically about that as well. We kept it family friendly. There was too much of my ass showing. I really hated that costume. After the uh, the skit, I instantly changed into something else. <laughs> instantly. <laughs> so are you basically, will you be in your costume all 10 days during during the ad event? There is, I cannot say for now because it changes every year. When I was there, we had a not so tough schedule. Basically, there was one event every day where you had to be in costume. So it wasn't the whole day. It was like, you got a schedule and it said, okay, we're going to pick you up with the bus at eight in the morning, be in costume. And then we're going somewhere. And then we're coming back at like four in the afternoon. And that time, yes, you had to be in costume. But from eight until four is a long time to be in yeah, costume. <laughs> all day. It's all right. I mean, at a convention day, at a normal convention day, you will be in costume for eight to 12 hours. So... Mm. So, yeah, for, for those events, if you're going there, you might want to choose comfortable costumes, yes. Also costumes you can sit in a bus with. All the things you have to think of, eh? Yes. Yeah. And how long would it take you to get in costume every day? Like, just use that one, for example, that was hardly any clothes. That depends a lot on the costume itself, actually. Like, the, the one that, that doesn't have much clothes, that's, I don't know, about an hour, maybe, with makeup. Just Because, hour. but yeah, because of makeup, I'm not a, a great fan of makeup, so I don't wear makeup all the time. I'm still pretty fast in putting it on, but you know, I've got to do it, and it takes like half an hour or 45 minutes when it's elaborate, and then I got to get into the not so many clothes, and somebody has to lace my corset up, so that's about an hour. While the costume I wore for the finals. That took me about two hours to get it. That's the one with the big thing there, right? With the collar, you mean, and big wig. Yeah, it had a pretty huge wig, yes. <laughs> a pretty huge wig, though that wasn't that bad because it was basically put on like a hat. What was really bad was the collar. Um, it was the Earthy from Cardcaptor Sakura, which is also from Clamp. It's representing the Earth, basically. And she has like a really big rocky collar on. And it's halfway down her shoulders, weird style. And that was really uncomfortable. And I had a crystal between my boobs, which was also really uncomfortable because it, it was like poking me everywhere. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it would be the most comfortable thing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> 
But yeah, putting that on was quite a pain in the ass. And also doing the makeup for it was a bit more work than just makeup. And putting in lenses, which lengthens the process of makeup by about 45 minutes. I suck in doing that still. Yeah, I I tried to put in contact lenses once um, for a Halloween costume. And I gave up after 10 minutes. I was like, this is not worth this pain. How do people do this on a daily basis? Actually, cosplay story, if you want to hear it, about lenses. Um, The preliminaries, the year before we won, we were doing characters from Fushigiyubi. And we were basically, it's me and my partner. Uh, We were basically the same character, but she was a nice version of it. I was an evil version of it. And I was like, okay, I'm the evil version. I'm going to put in some red lenses to look more evil. And then in the morning, and it was like half past four in the morning because my hotel wasn't anywhere near the preliminary venue. And I still had to get there. So half past four in the morning with really dry eyes, try to put in lenses. So I got one lens in and then a second refused to stick. And after like, I, I think an hour, I was so pissed. I was like, <laughs> no, I was just going to leave it. And I don't know, that one lens, one red one and my normal blue grayish eye, that looks kind of creepy. I'm, go- I'm, I'm just going to leave it like that. <laughs> and then we went to the costume judging and the judges were like, that looks so cool. <laughs> that was such a great idea. And I was like, yes, it was totally done on purpose. <laughs> but in general, I'm not a fan, great fan of, of lenses. I, I am firmly in that corner as well. Yes. Um, okay, so you had mentioned that there are some costumes that you don't wear a lot of clothing for. Yeah, it's basically that one costume and then but then you see pictures of other cosplayers and like there's there's quite a few out there that that they don't wear a lot of clothing and then there's some that wear full lava costumes there's this one cosplayer that i follow and it's like you can't even see one bit of her skin because she's covered in lava and it's kind of amazing so how does cosplay in general deal with the aspect of gender or gender inequality or or gender equality like how how is that addressed the funny thing about cosplay is that it is no problem at all and all the problems at the same time. <laughs> I love how you just said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, okay, there are many aspects of cosplay, all, basically all the ones that you addressed right now. So when cosplay started out here for the, quote, normal people, they associated a lot with porn. Because in general, dressing up, not at Carnival. Carnival is, is like in February here, a, a big festive event where everybody dresses up. But if you're not doing it during Carnival, it's weird. It's like really weird and you're a freak. And then anime and manga, and it used to be mostly anime and manga, at that time wasn't as mainstream as it is now. So people thought it's weird things from Japan. It has to be either for kids or something with tentacles and fetish. Tentacles and fetish. <laughs> Which is, of course, yeah. bullshit because there is, there is so many different sorts of manga and anime. But it's basically what people thought. So cosplay has been associated a lot with porn. And the cosplayers now, uh, back then, fought a lot against it. And they were like, no, we're crafters. That's what we do. We are crafting. So it slowly changed. It got 
more mainstream people got used to it like the people in the cities who had conventions like uh, for example in Kassel there is a big convention in Düsseldorf there is a big convention <clears throat> here uh, in in Bonn was a huge convention they got used to it and they were more educated about it but then like I said it changed that cosplayers were not crafters anymore or the newer generations they aren't so much into the crafty stuff anymore so it was more the photo shoot direction. And then, of course, we also got to the point where people were like, I want to make a living of this. I want to get crowdfunded. And then Patreon came. As a girl, it is, sorry to say that, easy money if you just get naked. Mm -hmm. And obviously, there is a lot of geeks, nerds, who like seeing their favorite characters naked. So we do have that maybe sub backwards into that direction again, that a lot of cosplayers are putting on a wig saying, I am cosplaying this and that character and here's my boobs. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying all of that are doing that. No way. And those who are doing that, I don't want to judge them because maybe they just like that. It's not my cup of tea personally, but it goes a lot into that direction. On the other hand, what I was saying when I was saying there is nothing and all the things to it is that in general, a cosplayer is not like by the fellow community is not judged by their body, but by their costume mm -hmm. and by the, the pictures they take and stuff. So there is a lot of body positivity also um, that you can be a chubby cosplayer and your costume is gorgeous. And so people are saying, you are wonderful. And chubby cosplayers can feel better accepted in that community. Also, there is, it's a fact that there is a lot of, of gay cosplayers around and they are, in a, they are widely very accepted in the community. I mean, because there are so many of them, it's a total normal thing. It's nobody ever would, would even flinch about it. There is also a lot of transgender people in the crossbike communities also. Totally normal thing. Normal thing in the world that there is. On the other hand, there is a lot of, let's call it, white knighting. If people get attacked by someone on the internet, then there are people who are coming and defend that person, no matter what the topic is. And people will get extremists on that. Like, they will get nasty even if they are doing it for the right cause somehow they will get nasty towards the person who was maybe originally wrong and be the same shit as they are mm -hmm. what i'm saying now is probably a very unpopular op opinion <laughs> on that but um but people get offended really easily in either that this or that direction and i think that every extreme is bad people tend to just turn off their brains in, in those Twitter flame wars. <laughs> Twitter flame and, wars. And um, I think that in no way this is good. And that can happen over any of these things. That can happen over, over gender. That can happen over body types, over if you like to get naked for cosplay or not. And, uh, and I think it's, it's basically live and let live, but other people don't see it like that. And and I personally think that if I don't want to see a certain thing, I can just not, I can choose to not look at it. Like if I don't want to see naked cosplayers, 
I will try to tell every piece of my social media, I don't want to see them. And in most cases, that will work very well. So there is a lot of things to it that it's all and nothing. <laughs> really, it's all and nothing. That's all, all I can put in. I like how you say that there are so many different f facets to it. So on the one hand, you have the cosplay community against the outside world. Then you have the cosplay community within itself and how they see each other. And then you have the the community that they build around themselves to fight whatever comes from the outside. Yeah, kind of like that. It's not like the cosplay community itself is always sticking together. It's like there are different fandoms inside the community mm -hmm. and there are fandoms to be known as pretty toxic fandoms. Somebody said, you know, we cosplayers are a big family. And it's true because... At first, when you think about a big family, it's like lovey-dovey, everything's, everyone's happy. But that's not true about family. Oh, hell no. You know? <laughs> we've, got, we've got like the one who doesn't get on with her sister, but really loves to play with her cousin. And then uh, mom's saying, no, no, you cannot do that. And daddy's saying, but please do that. And, and so you go to auntie whatever and I can I do that and I just says yes of course <laughs> so it is basically like a big family yes <laughs> so from what I recall back in the days but as we established it's many many moons ago the relation from women to men well how would you say that is oh women basically mostly women um, I think it's it's uh, different for some other countries like Asia has more men cosplaying mm -hmm. But in Germany, it's 90 to 10%. So mm -hmm. a lot more women. And how would you say in that relation, how they perform on competitions? Women. Okay. Only women. It's really, really rare to have a male cosplayer in a competition. The German Cosplay Championship, when they started out, which was 2007 <laughs> I don't know long long time ago they used to have a competition for girls and a competition for guys really and, yes and then they had like the female cosplay champion and the male cosplay champion and they did it like I don't know three years if Dani is gonna listen to that she's probably gonna kill me on my incompetence on the <laughs> but sorry Dani if you're listening <laughs> but I think three years or something And they changed that because there simply weren't enough guys participating. So basically, the same guy always won. No, that wasn't the case, but <laughs> it was was too little. Okay. There, there weren't enough guys doing that. And nowadays, it's really rare to have like one in the finals. Oh, really? Yes. Actually, we have one person, one male cosplayer, uh, who's who's competing in a lot of competitions. And funny enough, he switched to, to crossplay. <laughs> so he's cosplaying in the competitions as girls. Nice. He's a very cute Disney princess. So that, like, that term you used, that was crossplay. So like cross-dressing costume Yes. Play? Yeah? Yes. You have cross-dressing. That means I would dress up as a guy, which I did once. And I really felt uncomfortable with it. But there are a lot of girls who kind of specialize in that. And they just do not anything else. And some of these I know have come out as transgender after a while. So basically they just did 
what was right, but it could also be like a man playing a woman. And then you have gender bent versions. <laughs> I was just so, about to ask about them. Yeah. So if I really like a character that is male, let's say I want to be Harry Potter, but I don't want to be a man because I hate cross-playing, then I can make a gender bent version of it, which is Harriet Potter, maybe. Do a girl's version or a woman's version of it. Or the other way around, of course. Like, I have a friend who does a lot of Disney gender band costumes um, of Disney princesses. And that's really cool as well. So it can be really good. Nothing is forbidden, basically. Basically, what you're saying is for whoever wants to play with gender or has a hard time finding the place in his world to express... I think that cosplay can help people doing that. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Because because that's something that is accepted. One of the one of the persons who recently came out as transgender, nobody was surprised. Yeah. Like everybody was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and the next thing on the day. <laughs> yes. It's like we knew all along. It's good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Like the overall acceptance of all kinds of, of gender or sex or whatever is that's really good in the community. Yeah, I, I from an outsider's perspective, it does seem like the cosplay community would be one of the more open and accepting communities of basically that anything goes attitude and especially in terms of, of gender and gender identity. Yes, definitely. I mean, there will always be people who do not identify with that or people who don't want to see that. And there will always be people who drama about that as well. But <laughs> then I think that in general, mostly they just keep away then and they don't really interfere. The much bigger issue on cosplay that we have is race. It's gender is really nobody cares. Race is a big issue. Really? Yes. How? Because, um, I mean, that's probably more a problem in the USA than it is here. A lot of people of color cosplayers get a lot of hate because, for example, if a people of color is cosplaying Sailor Venus, who is a very Caucasian looking um, character, they get a lot of hate that they are inappropriate and that they are not allowed to do that. Really? And then we have the issue which recently came up of the topic of blackfacing. That mm -hmm. means someone tanned their skin for a cosplay because they want it to look exactly like the character. And they get a lot of hate because everybody says it's blackfacing. But blackfacing has historically a little bit of a different black uh, background because it's about mocking people of color. It's about not wearing accurate makeup, but mocking makeup. I can still understand that it is a big issue in the USA. And while I personally think that cosplay, cosplaying a character with, um, with tan skin or something will always be out of respect. And in that context is for me okay. I will definitely not do it because I know that people are gonna feel offended by it or they see it in a different context mm -hmm. and with that i don't know what the word is with with that like hatred towards people of color for example would that be coming from within the community 
That it's comes out. partly even from within the community, yes. Obviously, mostly from outside the community, but partly also from in the community. I mean, but if you consider that cosplay mostly comes from anime and manga things, and Japanese and Asian people always really tried in the animes and mangas to um, reproduce Caucasian people because that was the, the beauty ideal. Um, it's, it's really difficult to judge someone who is not Caucasian if they want to cosplay something because there is not really a lot of representation of people of color in animes and mangas. It's hard to cosplay something that's not there, so they cosplay something that's there. It's a really weird thing because if you look at anime and manga and you look at the normal shoujo schoolgirl manga, This is an Asian person we're talking about. Like the main character might be an Asian person. Like Sailor Moon is an Asian person. Well, so yeah. Basically nobody but Asian people should be allowed to cosplay her. Which also some Asian people see like that. Somehow it's not as serious when, it's, when it comes to Asian characters and people cosplaying Asian characters. That's more accepted than people cosplaying in, uh, people of color. Which is because of the different background of... Native Americans, of Afro-Americans, slavery and all that kinds of mm. shit, you know, that's just a different context. And that's a lot of, a lot more that people feel hurt by when, when someone mm. does that than an Asian person. So there are a lot of, a lot of different views on that. There is a lot of hate about that. There is a lot of shit storms on the internet about that. And it's like, I, I cannot really decide. I, I, don't really want to take a side on that because I can't understand all the points that every side has somehow. It's always a difficult... It's, it's hard. I mean, I was cosplaying two characters years back that have a tan skin. To be fair, they aren't... Like, one was friend from Final Fantasy XII. She's not a human. She is a bunny girl, basically. <laughs> she's a bunny girl. Well, she's a human bunny. And um, one was um, a summoner from Final Fantasy X, and she's like also not a person from this world, but I'm pretty sure that she would nowadays fall under that black facing thing. I did that ages ago when I really didn't know this issue existed so mm. much. When it came over here to Europe, everybody was really startled about it because we don't have that background so much. Like maybe in, in France, there are a lot of people of color in France, um, for example. But here in Germany, we didn't have that issue that much. So there might be people like me who did that once in the past, but who would nowadays never do it again. Because even though I might have a different opinion on it, I don't want anyone to feel bad. I will respect that they don't want it. Yeah, you're not devaluing their experience and 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 yes their what is the way that they perceive and 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 experience the world you're not devaluing that you're respecting that i think that's fantastic yes i mean it's there is a group of people who say don't blackface blackface quotes um then just do that character in your own skin color and then you have whitewashing you know it's really really complicated about that mm. How would you say in animes and mangas, how many, not in cosplay, but in the actual series, 
there aren't a lot of people of color represented in there, are there? Um, I cannot really judge because I haven't been into anime and manga since, okay. I don't know, <laughs> like okay. I haven't really watched anything in the last six yeah. years. Uh, but since cosplay is now spreading a lot to other media, like video games, for example, and, um, and TV and movies, Marvel is so big. Marvel cosplay is so big. There are quite a lot. I mean, one of the most popular video games to be cosplayed of is Overwatch, for example. And Overwatch has quite a fair range of races mm -hmm. within the characters. So that's always a good source for... Yeah. For Lisa is doing a good job with general everything. Yeah, Blizzard <laughs> is, is incredibly inclusive. They're yeah. one of my favorite companies. I know. So we have um, we have a few Netflix series that are going on um, who try to to do stuff like that, which get a lot of hate as well, like Dragon Prince, for example, or like uh, earlier the Avatar series, who did a very good job with that. And um, now we also have Shira, the the remake of Shira, who does try to do that a bit. So I think I think that it gets a lot more mixed up, and then of course we have uh, we have people done again saying, "Oh no, but it's oh, you need to do that now, and now it's all forced on us." And and I don't know. I'm, <laughs> sometimes I think I'm just simple-minded, and I'm like I like the story of the show. It's interesting to see when people sometimes make up their own mind when like 99% of the TV shows and series and whatever in the world has been 90% white <laughs> and 10% people of color and other races or genders. And then suddenly something else comes along and they're all terrified because yes. they, they are not represented anymore. But just because we give someone else a bit of a room now doesn't mean that everything else goes to shits or maybe it should go to shits more because that doesn't mean if we can't take everybody in, then what's your problem then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like for me, I'm, it's like I said, I like the story. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm actually really not thinking too much about that. <laughs> I'm super excited if I see like more weird people on shows, more out of the ordinary people. I always connect with those. <laughs> That's why I like the woman with the antler so much in Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, she's just a shit face. <laughs> Mantis. Yeah. I think that, that this is actually more of a quote problem that there is in the cosplay community than, than the gender sexuality stuff or body positivity or negativity. I just recently started to watch a few old intros of 90s video, uh, like series, and there were a lot of animes in there. And I didn't even recall anymore that there were so many animes when I was a kid. <laughs> But what I, what I realized and what I noticed is that all the men in these shows it was always super gender bending like they were super female with nail polish and very feminine so the gender issue apparently has been around in japan for ages and that's uh, which is not an issue now because it yeah. has been around for that long and as you tell us now it's super accepted and it's totally no problem at all but that's because people have seen it for the last 20 30 40 years 
And now the problem that comes up is with things that they haven't seen yet. And now they're all shouting and complaining about it. So it's basically a testament to how important representation of things is. Yeah, probably. Yes, definitely. Basically, yeah, how you're presented and how everyone is valued. Yeah. Somebody should should write like uh, a degree about it. That would totally work. I have a friend who wrote her degree about cosplay. I kind of regret I didn't do that more. Like connect my weird interests to my thesis. <laughs> Just do another one. And I'll be happy about it that it didn't. I did my diploma about cosplay. It wasn't a good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you, had, you have such an awesome book now. No, it's not. Just because you think everything you do is sucks, which is I mean, just I mean, a big fat lie. No, my the, the good thing is I could actually redo my diploma. My diploma was about basically a book of cosplay tutorials. And I did that like a few years back again with someone else together with a with a shop here in Germany. And we wrote a cosplay tutorial book. So I could redo my, my diploma and redeem myself. So... What has your experience as a woman in cosplay been? Um, like, have you had positive or negative experiences? Mostly they were just neutral. I mean, I know a lot of female cosplayers get a lot of dick pics and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yes. Like, But since I am not really the, the cute type of cosplayer, I don't think... Well, that has never happened to me and I'm glad it didn't. And oh, I was yeah. never really harassed or something about being a woman. But it's really, I'm not going for cute. I am not cute. That's the thing. Um, <laughs> We have to am, work on that woman. <laughs> I'm not uh, cute. But it's also like my all my social media which is down at the moment because I'm not cosplaying much and uh, also Facebook and GDPR is shit and Germany is shit about that I have always had very crafting focused social media not so much photo shoot focused social media which a lot of those more famous cosplayers have but always crafting focused so my target audience is completely different while A lot of cosplayers who have nice photo shoots who look cute, they will have a lot of random male people stopping by seeing, okay, this girl's cute. Um, I'm just going to hit the like button. While my Facebook page, for example, there were a lot of people who were interested in tutorials, who were interested in my work in progress, who were interested in techniques and sharing techniques. And that's a completely different audience. So I don't have that much experience with that. The only experience in that kind of way is when I had cosplayed at Gamescom before. Gamescom is like the world's biggest gaming convention. It's in Cologne. Mm -hmm. And when it started out, cosplayers, they were really exotic. <laughs> so there were a lot of people who were in cosplaying, like 90% were in cosplaying. And cosplay is for something really special. And I think that my second year I was there, I cosplayed friend from Final Fantasy XII. Um, that was also the one that I was talking about where I tanned my face for it, So, which I wouldn't do again. I thought of remaking her, but out of that reason, I'm not gonna do that. So friend appears to be a pretty naked cosplay, but it's actually not. Like my whole skin was, was covered basically. But when I was at Gamescom with that costume, 
there were really a lot of men who were like, you know, staring or I had one point where I was sitting somewhere and I was eating and then there were two people beside me, two men beside me and they were like, look, she's one of those freaks and they weren't like, you know, turning the voices down or something. She's one of those freaks, isn't she? And the other one said, no, she's a professional. Look at the costume, it's too good. And the thing is, I don't know if it's the same in English, but being a professional in Germany means you're a prostitute. Um, oh, right. And then when I stood up to leave, I turned to them and I said, no, I'm not a professional. I'm one of those freaks. Thank you. Jesus. And um, one year I was there as Lulu from Final Fantasy X. And she has in her bag, that's also on the, on the website, <laughs> if you want to look it up. In, in the back of her costume, it appears that she has, that you see a big part of a butt, which obviously wasn't my butt. There was just skin colored fabric mm-hmm. over it. And I had a lot of people asking me to take pictures with me. And so when that's, that's quite normal. But what is when you're in cosplay on an event like Gamescom, people will not give you any personal space. Like they will wrap their arms around you, for example, without asking. And they will also put, you know, their hand on your hip or on your ass. And I had a friend with me. She's she's the coolest friend. She can look really grumpy. (laughs) And whenever she saw someone trying to do that she would look at them with like the stare of death and then they would immediately take away their hands from me <laughs> she was like my bodyguard good to have but, friends like that but that's a lot if you're going to events where people aren't used to cosplayers or that do not consist of mostly of cosplayers that people will think you consent to everything just because you are wearing a costume, that they can touch you, that they can take pictures of you, no matter what you're doing, no matter how you are sitting, if you're eating or not, that they will not ask you for it. They will talk about you and all that kinds of shit. But that's mostly when there are people that aren't used to cosplay. Like on an anime and manga convention, this will not happen, but different things happen because there are a lot of younger kids who are often a bit introverted and at conventions, they are kind of like their brain switches to, I am within a community of people who are the same as me. And so they will like lose every distance that they have and they will just run at you and jump at you. At one time, I was cosplaying Princess Serenity from Sailor Moon and I had someone literally coming, run at me, running at me and jumping at me. So I almost fell over. And you didn't know that person? No, I didn't know that person. Jesus. So that's a different kind of, of um, not respecting personal space. I just recall when we've been there like many moons ago that it was really already back then a really very tight community vibe. Mm. So it's like you can be so much at home there when that's what you enjoy. But yeah, when you that's the flip side of the coin. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, there are not many of those people, but they exist. That doesn't really have to do with if you're a woman or if you're a man. It basically yeah. has to do with the character that you're cosplaying and if they're into the character that you're cosplaying. Mm-hmm. But I, it's interesting that you say that 
actually you're not the cutesy type so that's why not much happened to you but then you'd tell us two separate things that are in it itself already enough so I'm yeah. like I mean I mean I don't get get much harassment through the social media yeah like this is for the for the people who are do the more um more girly type cosplays mm. and more photo shoot based cosplays that happens a lot to them that they get harassed through social media which i don't get mm. um because social media is more the crafting people for me but if you're at a convention it's a different thing do your friends talk about their experiences with harassment in whatever way um yes of course it's like i mean if something happened they will we will tell each other, you know, mm. we'll be like, what the fuck this and that has happened to yeah. me. But all of them aren't that much into, you know, that kind of photo shoot mm. really type of things. So um, we're more like grounded, grown up people now. <laughs> I don't know. That's bullshit to say because I know cosplayers who are grown, grounded, grown up people who get those kinds of, you know, social media yeah. stuff, that kinds of PMs with dick pics in them and they are really grown up people so but yeah that happens <laughs> unsolicited dick pics what's wrong with people i have no idea i never i never really saw the use in dick pics yeah. i'm so glad that i was never of a an age or a generation when dick pics started to become a thing oh i i got them did you once I, I got. I one, remember but. when I started when I started being more active online when I was a kid. So that was pretty early on, back in the days, many yeah. moons ago. I got one. I remember showing it to my mom that I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Actually, one of my friends accused me for harassing him with a dick pic. I have a little silicon penis. What? A, a squishy silicon penis. Oh, yeah. As a note, I'm showing it to the girls right now. <laughs> Why? Is that seriously a penis or does it just look like one? It's adorable. It's a penis with feet and eyes. It's really cute. It's standing below my, uh, my gaming monitor. And one day I was sending pictures of my hot bar, like my gaming hot bar to a friend. <laughs> and the thing was on it. And he was like, you're sending me dick pics. <laughs> So moving swiftly on, <laughs> <laughs> we can't get out of that dump quickly enough. <laughs> what advice would you give to a young geek girl who would be interested in getting involved in cosplay? That you will have to find your way that's fun for you. Um, because I think that's very different for everyone. So I think that at first you will always try to imitate someone. Uh, I think that's with everything that you do, with every hobby that you get into. But eventually you got to find out if you like cosplaying groups or if you like cosplaying solo, if crafting is important for you, if you want to put yourself on stage or not, if um, if you just want to buy stuff and look pretty, if you want to take photo shoots or you just want to run around at the convention. It doesn't really matter. You've got to find the way you like to do it. Like for me, cosplay has lost a lot of interest recently i don't know i'm just not so much into it anymore because running around at conventions probably because i get old <laughs> i don't know <laughs> very exhausting and um most of the people that i want to see i can see in different places with you know more food or food at all food is always good 
with, uh, you know, jeans and t-shirt and not really uncomfortable shoes and stuff. So for me, the, the kind of reason to do it now is performances because I like to perform, mm -hmm. but that must not be the case for someone else or that can, that can be completely different for someone else. Someone else can just enjoy, you know, running around, being dressed up nice, or they can enjoy just to take photo shoots and not be at a convention at all. So you've got to find the way for yourself how you want to do it and don't let anyone tell you this is not the way that you do it like if you want to take nudes take fucking nudes if that's what you're interested in it's not my cup of tea but it can be your cup of tea so i think that everybody needs to find a way to manage with that and also try to not be offended by everything <laughs> to to get a healthy attitude towards the most of things and to stay out of drama I mean, it's not possible, but you can try at least. If you don't want to see it, just don't look at it. Just tell Facebook to shut the fuck up and not show you that. You can do that with Instagram. You can do that with every content. And they have algorithms which will make a nice little bubble for you and show you stuff that you want to see. So if you don't want to see it, don't look at it. And don't go and tell someone who does something that you don't want to see, don't do it because you don't want to see because mm. it's what they enjoy doing and they have to enjoy it and they don't have to do it for your liking. That's basically what I would say. And then if whatever you cosplay, just cosplay it. If you are, I don't know, I, I knew a cosplayer who unfortunately really, really sadly died very young. She was tiny. She was... I don't know, maybe a meter 50 high, tall. <laughs> and she cosplayed Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. And that's like the prototype male, sexy looking guy for a lot of people. And he's very tall and he's got a very long sword and very long hair. And she nailed it because she put much love in the costume and she didn't care that her body wasn't made for it. And that's how you should do it. Of course, you should be, feel comfortable with it, but just do it the way you want to do it. Make, make this hobby how you want it. And I think that's important. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. There are some people in the world who just need drama in their life, but you don't have to entertain them. Yes. So it's just about, you can decide if you want the drama in your life or not, and you can just decide to not have drama in your life. At least for a part. It's, yeah. It's not working out all the time, but for a part. It's often about, do I let this go under my own skin? Yes. Because you can't avoid drama all the time, but you can try to not make it about you when the drama evolves around you. I'm not looking for trouble. Trouble is usually finding me. Oh, how, how was that Harry Potter sentence? No. Um, yeah. Also remember that you're always putting yourself out there. Mm. So um, when you're a cosplayer, it's a visual hobby. People will take pictures of you and they will upload pictures of you, like it or not, with your consent or not. Even mm. It shouldn't be, but it is like that. So be aware there will be pictures of you on the internet. People will judge you like people will probably judge me again after this podcast and they have judged me before. Um, I mean, I've been all over 4chan when I 
won the World Cross by Summit and when I was in Iron Wing. So people will talk about you, but you don't need to look at it. And that's Did it. you find some anti-comments back then about you? Yes, of course. But when we won the preliminaries for World Cross by Summit, people were all over it saying they just won out of pity because they took part for so often. What? And I was just old and ugly and my partner was just stupid. And you, the, the, whenever, you are, whenever you are putting yourself somewhere out there, people will talk about you. I will totally have white knighted for you. That's nice, but it's not necessary. <laughs> it was like when from the, from the moment I got my um, thingy on stage that I had won this, I was like, okay, I'm never ever going to take a look at 4chan now because I knew that people would be talking about it. My partner obviously did, but <laughs> I never did it. And that was good. And that's what I will continue to do. It's not worth it. Yeah. People who will go and try to badmouth other people, they are just, they don't have anything in their life. Yeah. And they're everywhere. Yes. And they're that everywhere. Basically means you made it though. But I think this is, this is what you need to think about. If you decide like nudes are the thing for you to go in cosplay, remember there will be pictures on the internet and remember your future boss might see them. And the internet never forgets. And the internet never forgets. Yes. Yeah. So if you're fully aware of that and you want to risk that, fine, do it. But just remember it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, Anna, it has been wonderful having you on the show. Tell our listeners where they can find you. Cosplay-wise, pretty much nowhere. <laughs> We can send them to your cosplay page, though. Um, yeah, I do have a website about cosplay still, um, which is embarrassing because it's not even optimized for mobile. Uh, <laughs> We're not telling the people what your day job is. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> it's cosplay.artflower.de. Okay, and we will put that in the show notes for you. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can do that. I haven't updated it in ages. I'm not very active at the moment, to be honest. But we can send them to your new fun endeavor on Instagram. Oh, God, if you want to. <laughs> because besides cosplay, Anna is now cosplaying for dolls. Is that right? Um, kind of miniature cosplay. No, I recently got hooked by doll repainting. You take a a doll, basically mostly there from Monster High or Ever After High, but you could also take like a Barbie doll, for example. You wipe off their face, you cut off their hair, and then you remake everything. And also, of course, you can remake that clothing and stuff like that. That's what I'm doing at the moment. And yeah, I'm, I'm on Instagram with that. I'm really fresh to it, so not much to see it. My name there is Puppenzucker. We dropped it in the, com in the show yes, notes as well. That's <laughs> Yeah, not very actively cosplaying, but I will be, for someone if they know, I will be at Animoc next year and at Dokumi, like always, and at MCM London again. So this is my con schedule for next year. <laughs> nice. Cool. Thanks so much for doing this with us today. Thank you for having me and yeah. listening to my bullshit. <laughs> It was not bullshit. It was, bullshit. It was wonderful. It was a really interesting insight into the cosplay community that like I didn't know, I would say a good 85, 90% of, of what you said. So 
thought that was amazing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta post a picture of Moni cosplaying because we have a picture of her in cosplay. Excellent. I will get it up on the Instagram. Don't censor that, Anna. <laughs> Send it to me. Oh Jesus! This is happening. Uh, Just give me a second. We did a cosplay where I should have worn a gray overall. It was a white one that we bought and then we tried to dye it and then it turned out light blue. So instead of a gray overall, I'm wearing a light blue overall and I have a halo. Gosh. It's really amazing. You're lucky, Moni, because Animex is down and I can't get to the picture. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I think you said best wrong. <laughs> Man, it wasn't that bad. We were we were all fitting our characters very well. Thanks anyway. so much for joining us today. <laughs> Thank you. And listeners, as always, you can find Geek Herring on social media at Geek Herring. You can find us over on Patreon at Geek Herring. And you can find us on our awesome website, geekherring.com. See you next week. And uh Happy New Year, because I think this is our New Year's episode. So Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. This show is brought to you by... Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.